Cavs need a three. Sexton works on Irving, trying to get loose. He'll fire. He knocks it down. Ground. Here goes Okoro to the bucket, and oh my, Okoro throws it down. Ten seconds to go. Here comes Colin Sexton. Sexton chased by Hill off the Stevens. Oh my! 45 ticks to go. That shot yes. is blocked by Nance. Get that big stuff out of here. Prince knocks down that hard and pass. Garland's there. Garland upstairs for Allen. Oh, 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 look out. There you go. That's called team ball right there. But Evan, before we dive into the next edition of the show, I want to tell everyone about Thursdays on Locked on NBA. Thursdays Locked NBA and podcasts with Jackson Gatlin and Matt Moore have game recaps and analysis of the biggest NBA headlines. Follow the Locked on NBA podcast today wherever you get podcasts that include YouTube and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Okay, Evan, so what's up? let's take some it's questions. It's been a while. Um, yeah, it's obviously like we've been live this whole time. So, all right, um, first question is just... There he is. From ODOT. There's the and it's there, just... There's the thick boy. <laughs> He's just in the background. But anyways, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Here's the, here's the question. Cam Reddish space question mark. That's the question. Um, No. I don't think he's coming to Cleveland because Atlanta's asking price is hella high from what I've gathered, and I think the Cavs would have to give up like a very lightly protected first round pick next year, and I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze necessarily. Here, here's the other thing about this that I think is sort of tricky. I understand like why like Cam Reddish might appeal to you, but here's the other problem with like trading for a, a guy coming on a rookie, off a rookie contract like that. You are in a position where like Darius Garland is extension eligible next season. Cam Reddish will be extension eligible after next season. Colin Sexton is extension eligible. Jared Allen just signed a big extension. You have you're two years away from like Nance and Okoro um, being Okoro being extended, rookie extension eligible. Nance I think his his contract ends in two years. Yes, Kevin Love's money comes off the books. Yes, Jetty Osmond's money comes off the books and, and and that kind of stuff. But like you cannot like really pay another young guy in th- uh, that is good like you you have a limit there's a salary cap i don't know if you're going to be like a massive luxury tax team to pay for like a bunch of a, a really young team like that that would be sort of like unique in the nba i tend to think you're probably like the if you're going to add a piece like that via trade it's going to be a more like veteran established like cost controlled piece because yeah. like i don't know if you want i don't i don't know if like adding another contract that you have to then negotiate is really like something that makes a ton of sense from like a roster building standpoint especially because i think cam reddish is interesting well, no, cam but, reddish is super interesting i like his defensive upside i know he's a player the Cavs have liked for a little while now too um especially in the draft like i don't think they were considering him at fifth overall when they took darius garland but um yes michael grichman i'm gonna pop this question up real quick the shirts were intentional, but at the same time, um, yeah, the extension stuff is tough. I think that just makes it really hard too. I think the Cavs want to try and maximize the return a little bit. And I think like you look at a team like Memphis, you look at Kyle Anderson, you look at Dylan Brooks, like we can talk about those two. We're gonna have Sean Colvin on pretty soon to talk about that actually from the Grizzlies perspective and see what like he realistically thinks is a fair offer. But 
the Cavs ammunition right now to make a trade upgrade on the wing is Larry Nance Jr. because they cannot trade Kevin Love's contract and they have a surplus of fours and Larry is probably the most intriguing player that could be available because I don't think any of the young players are really touchable in this situation. The 2022 first round pick, but it's going to have protections on it because this Cavs team is probably going to be bad and they want to get recoup- maintain their eligibility to draft a player in next year's draft. And then an interesting little nugget is the 2022 second round pick via Houston, which is as good as a late first rounder, but there's less guarantees on it. So that could be an interesting nugget too. But um, I just don't know if Cam Reddish really moves the needle. Like, yeah, he'd be a lot of fun for this Cavs team. The shooting concerns kind of turn me off a little bit. I think the Cavs really need perimeter shooting more than anything when it comes to wing depth. But if they swung for him, I wouldn't be upset. It's just another contract that the Cavs have to, you know, commit to long term. Like Chris said, like they have a lot of money coming up on the books that they kind of need to figure out, and maybe getting a cost-controlled veteran that can just kind of be the filling of the sandwich that will be the Cleveland Cavaliers' payroll. It makes a lot more sense. That's just kind of where I'm getting at. Yeah, I. <laughs> It's just like how you can't you you can only negotiate like so many extensions, and like even like like let's talk about Larry for a second. Larry Nance is like a good NBA player, a pretty solid NBA player when he's healthy. Has really expanded his game. I think if you put him in like Phoenix, I think if you put him in a bunch of different title winning situations where he's like the seventh man, eighth man, like he would be like a real impact in in a playoff series. I think the problem would be. What is, I don't know if he's like getting you more than like a late first. I don't know if he's getting you more than like uh, an eh, young player. Like I don't think if that, if that is like the trade asset you're making, and like you're trading him because you just like feel like you need to make a move and you need you're trying to make like do change up your roster in some way. Like I don't know if that really is like the kind of thing I would do to sort of like like it doesn't make sense to me to to like just do that for like the sake of like a wing upgrade and then overpay to maybe get that wing upgrade right like i i think that is like sort of like learning is good i would rather just like buy out kevin love and then like roll the dot like i think like it is it makes much more sense to like just buy out kevin love your front court is mobley allen nance dean wade great okay it's fine with me you roll the dice on internal improvement and like a wing you get on a, on a minimum deal. I think that is like much more sound in terms of not like robbing Peter to pay Paul. Mm-hmm. You looking? You making sure your thick cat isn't getting into the bill bars? No, he um, sits in the corner and sometimes bites on the cable of the lamp. So if you hear me mute myself and watch me clapping in the distance, that's why. But either way, no, okay. um, no the bill bars are safe. Don't worry. Like those are precious cargo if you will but it's it's tricky though like i would like cam reddish i would i just think i would rather not cleveland run into the similar situation atlanta's running into now where they have to start paying all these young players like memphis is going to run into the same issue soon too where they have to start paying all these young players like yeah building through the draft with multiple picks is smart if you're a small market team like memphis or like cleveland but eventually, because you're a small market team, you may have to pay extra to retain these players, and it really sucks to lose these players in free agency that you spent all this time, energy, and effort developing that you don't want to necessarily have to pay that risk. So you have to start consolidating your assets a little bit. And yeah, like you said, Larry Nance is really good, and I think he'd be really good on a contender, but I also just don't see the rush for the Cavs to move him either. Yeah. Uh, notably, also another clutch sports guy, which the Cavs have a lot of. 
Larry Nance is a clutch guy. Or I should say, no, no, no. Uh, Rick Cam Reddish. Oh, Cam, Cam Reddish. Reddish. Okay, okay. So like Larry Nance is Excel. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no more free edge. No, for no free ads for agents. But you can show what Strauss is gonna DDoS our stream. So. Yes. Uh, we have a we Evan, have a question from talk. EJ272. What's the story on someone? Well, we should, I think, oh, well, you want to take a break? Well, should, yeah, let's pay some bills. Oh, sorry, EJ. We'll be back. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back. That's a good tease. We're going to tell everyone again about our friends at Sweatblock. Look, Sweatblock is the antiperspirant wipe that can keep you from sweating hey, and wrecking that. We've been streaming what? for almost 45 minutes. I have put Sweatblock on beforehand. I'm wearing a gray t-shirt. Bone dry, baby. Like and So am I. I don't know if you could tell that I'm also wearing a gray yeah, t-shirt. Like, that's our indicator. As a sweaty guy, wearing gray and not having to worry about showing sweat marks is a dream come true. That's right. Look, sometimes people don't know this. Like Sometimes you got to like make sure your AC isn't blowing and you're recording a podcast because you want the audio to be good and you're willing to suffer for I that. I feel so like I'm being called out right now, but I shut off my AC a while ago. And my ceiling yes. fan. Look. Look, Evan, we don't want to worry about sweating no, here in Lockdown Cavs. We want to be clean. I wish I would have had this in Las Vegas when I was walking around at Summer League and, like, sweating all the time. This is why Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes are, are a go-to. They are stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bed, go to bed, and then the next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. That's a guarantee. This sounds too good to be true, I know, but only have to use Sweatblock once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. I mean, that's just that's just a win for your wardrobe for the drip. If you or someone you love is dealing with with this, you have to check out Sweatblock again. Get it today for twenty percent off at CVS.com, or excuse me, at at Sweatblock.com with promo code Locked On, and it is also available at Amazon and CVS. Today's episode, or I should say this stream and episode of Locked on Cabs, is brought to you by our friends at DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Okay, Evan, so read it. Let's end, read me this this question. I'm pulling it up on stream right now. EJ272 asks us via YouTube, what's the story on someone like Stanley Johnson? Is he a free agent? And if not, what's the trade value for someone like him? Last I checked, he is a free agent. I think he's unrestricted. He was last with Toronto, where he appeared in 61 games, started in 31, and 16.5 minutes per game, had 4.4 points, 2.5 assist, 2.5 rebounds, 1.5 assists, almost a steal, almost half a block. Uh, Stanley Johnson's career has been a little odd, I'd say. Um, never really panned out in Detroit. Definitely did not pan out this time in New Orleans. Like It was a fun 18 games he had at the Pelicans. Uh, Toronto, he was a little bit of an interesting pickup. I, I was bullish on the Cavs kind of taking a stab at him before he signed at the Raptors, but I just don't think he's necessarily been that reliable for Toronto. And, like, 
it's kind of like the Rondé Hollis Jefferson situation. Again, another player out of the Cavs could take a look at if they wanted to get an older wing that could provide a little bit of size at the three and the four. Um, but let's say the Cavs sign Stanley Johnson to like a non-guaranteed Alfonso McKinney, Fiondu Kavingale contract situation where it's not non-guaranteed and they can kind of just roll with it if it works out you keep him around if it doesn't it's an easy cut like i wouldn't be upset if the Cavs did that like he plays defense he cannot shoot at all so it doesn't really answer the shooting problems but he has some tertiary playmaking he drew comps to andre godala coming out of arizona which is lofty comparisons but um there's something there i think there might be a little upside maybe just maybe like knowing that his basketball life is on the line you really get the maximized player from stanley johnson because like his biggest thing was like he just didn't care. Like, he was lazy, I think, is the biggest gripe against him. Yeah. Um, can I tell you who I think, like, might would be, like, a more f- – I'm double-checking right now that he's still free agent. But a name that I think would make much more sense because he can shoot and, and is at least, like, a little bit of a defender and I think could be, like, a bigger version of, like, what uh, uh, Damian Dodson kind of was last year. What's that? Who? James Ennis the third. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. He's six, a little six. older, but thirty-one. That's like you know, that's in our roughly age range. Let's just stop that talk right now. We're not going to bring uh, that last year. Chat <laughs> has been with Orlando the last two seasons. Hasn't played a ton. Has never has only played like the most he's ever played in the NBA was sixty-four games uh, back in 2016-17. Uh, but last year, 43.3% from three has never shot that well necessarily in his other seasons. But like, I, I would just say like, roll the dice on that. Like that, but this is the kind of thing. It's like minimum guys, guys that you just kind of can like get now for like very affordable prices. Like you're bargain bin shopping right now. Um, yeah. well, Evan, I let me, let me ask you this, I guess just cause I, I kind of put my stamp on that take earlier. Like. I, do you think – would you prefer the route of, like, trading for wing help, who, be ever who it is, like Dylan Brooks, Salomo, whomever, ver, and, like, giving up stuff to get that immediate wing help? Or are you comfortable with where I think I would go, which, like, don't tap into future assets, try to rehabilitate some stuff, sign a really cheap option, and see if you can you can get a one-year stopgap? Maybe a little bit of both. Um like Seku Domboya could be a rehabilitation option for Cleveland. I think he could be a target with that Houston second rounder if the Cavs aren't, you know, fully sold on taking a stab on him. But like, I think guys in the vet min or minimum contracts or you know non guaranteed deals. Like I think Svi McCollick makes sense. Um, I think Alfonso McKinney makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I like that. Uh, McKinney has familiarity with the organization. He can shoot. He can play defense. Like I don't think he's actually a harmful player if you put him on the floor. Um, I was really big on Iggy Brasdikas for a while, but he signed a two-way deal with Orlando, so that one's off the went off the table at this point. So there's options out there for the Cavs, but I think you should explore both avenues at the same time because Cleveland has such a need on the perimeter and they have one roster spot. So let's say they do f- open roster spot at least. So let's say they do flip a player. Let's say it's Larry Nance Jr. and they don't have to give up a ton for let's say Kyle Anderson or. Dylan Brooks or something like that. Like it's not like a huge cost for the Cavs. Like if you do that and then you sign one of those guys on a cheaper contract, like I'd be pretty satisfied with Cleveland's off season then because 
people are going to be frustrated because Torian Prince went healthy. was a quality rotation wing in the NBA and in Cleveland, and trading him for Ricky Rubio seems a little reductive, but Ricky Rubio was a big upgrade at a position in need as well because the Cavs never had a stable, healthy backup point guard for Darius Garland. And I think Rubio is going to do a lot of good for the Cavs next year too. But I still agree yeah. that addressing the wing issue is a problem. So I, I think I do a little bit of both. And I know like you're more so signing a cheap option, maybe a rehab option. But there might be a rehab option out there they could do with the trade that doesn't really hurt the bottom dollar. The yeah, you, like Dumboya like, wouldn't be bad. Is Dumboya wing though? He's is he just another four? Four. Is he? Is he? Is he though? Chris, he's like Evan. Is he though? I'm gonna look up how big he is. And well, let's move on to another question while we're doing that. Okay. This is from our friend uh, Nick Trezino from Fear the Sword. Do you guys have a favorite non-Cavs arena to visit? Ooh. So I'm gonna give you this answer in terms of the two that I really like, and then the one that I really want to go to. The two that I really want to go to. Um, I really like. This is like the obvious answer. Love Madison Square Garden. Okay. I think it is historic, iconic, great. Um. I've only been there once, but I also liked the Barclays because I just like New York. I just am a New York. I, I like New York quite a bit. The two that I want to go to the most, um, I would say, I'm tr- I don't. I'm not gonna say Staples because that's just like the most obvious. I would really like to go to TD Garden because I think Boston is like this historic thing. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I would, pro- I would probably say Toronto. Yeah, Toronto's a good pick. I think Toronto. I think Toronto and like Milwaukee would be like some of that. Just like a Fiserv, cool fan Fiserv vibe. is it, such a cool arena. Um, yeah, I can see where the Cavs drew some inter- inspiration from some of the Art Deco stuff because a lot of their artwork and statues are like from local artists that are deer themed. If that makes sense, and like. I think it's neat that Fiserv is designed to look like a beer barrel on the outside laying on its side, which is, you know, an homage to Milwaukee's history as, like, the beer capital of the United States. But, like, Fiserv's neat. Um, I think Bankers Life Fieldhouse is, like, one of the nicest arenas in the league. Like, it's so cool looking because it's it's an old train station that they remodeled into a actual field house like i know the Cavs like to call themselves rocket mortgage field house but like banker's life is an actual field house like that one's cool five serves cool little caesar's arena is really nice too um where the bulls play i always forget their name but like that arena is nice too like the, the central division has a nice set of arenas um the moda center in portland is pretty neat um i would like to visit the new arena the warriors have in san francisco because it's just stupidly expensive and like you know they put a lot of money into that so i'd just be intrigued to see what that's like uh yeah no barclays is cool madison square garden's iconic um there's a lot of good arenas in the league i think teams kind of using the threat to leave has really put a precedence on some cities to kind of make it happen so unfortunately unfortunately especially smaller um, markets memphis used to have a cool arena because it was a pyramid but now it's a bet that pyramids yeah. a bass pro shop, which is just pyramids in yeah. That just reminds me of the great Frank Ocean song pyramids. Um, number one arena I want to go to that is doesn't currently exist is whenever Seattle gets the team back. Yeah, that'll be cool too. That'll be really cool. I yeah. wish I w- I wish I could have um, gone for when the Warriors played their preseason game in Seattle because the footage mm. of that was nuts. 
especially when Kevin Durant came out, and I think in a Sean Kemp jersey, right? Yes. Evan, is there a stadium, regardless of sport, that you would like to go to? Regardless of like sport. Just, hmm. I'd really like to go to Lambo. I have two. Lambo would be cool. Lambo, Lambo, Lambo is my NFL one. Um, um, Camp Nou, which is Barcelona in Spain, just because it's historic and iconic. Um, and I've been to a couple ones in England. And then uh, I think McCovey, I think Wrigley or McCovey Cove for baseball. Yeah, Wrigley would be cool. Um, I mean, Infocision Stadium is pretty nice too. You know, it's home to like the best team in the MAC. Uh, James A. Road Arena as well. If you know the city of Akron ever approves the downtown arena plan, it'll be a nice upgrade. But the jar has its charms. It's just named after a very shitty governor. But um, are, wait, can I get you on the? I want to. I want to get you on the on the record right now. You and I are going to Akron, Ohio this year in Akron. Oh yeah, absolutely. whenever that is. You absolutely. and I gotta go. You and I gotta go. Can we shake on this over uh, over this YouTube? Shake on it, and now that we shake on it, okay, let's take go. a quick break and read some ads. Yes. Pay some bills. Yes. Look, we're going to tell everyone again about our friends at Built Bar. Honestly, probably should have brought a Built Bar for the stream because we're just powering along deep into this live stream here on Lockdown Capsule. Built Bar is the best tasting Brits bar on the market. Look at him. Oh, oh my God. This poor guy Uh, is doing his own business. Back to go. Oh, my God. You could get a cherry barcia, a raspberry, a mint brownie, double chocolate, a salted caramel, a strawberry, an orange, cookies and cream, or if you want to try them all, just get a mix box, get two of each of the flavors, and, and maybe be on, on alerts in case they drop a new one. Not only are Bill Pars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out their macros. 17 eating grams of protein, calorie drinking from 130 to 180, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Order today. Get that mint brownie, that cherry barcia, or whatever it is you like. And remember, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's that time of year again and all eyes are now tuning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the internet's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. I almost said 50% because it's just... I'm so used to saying it. Yeah, don't cheat the no, don't, I'm not, don't cheat the listeners. Not gonna cheat the listeners. Got to give the people what they want. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when signing up. That's right. All right, Evan, let's move on. Here's a comment um, from Josh Z that I want to dive into a little bit here. Could the key ca- writes uh, could Cavs could have used Prince over Rubio? Could have used the Fulman level on a PG. Uh. So I want to I want to say that I don't think that take is without merit, right? Like I don't think that take is necessarily incorrect. What I do, what I will say is this: number one, Prince's injury history is a little dicey. 
I think the Cavs really prior are prioritizing Rubio's smarts leadership, kind of like the veteran presence in the locker room that I think they need. I think Rubio's going to provide that at a level that few kind of role players in the league are going to provide. If you can get him to buy in, it's one of the bigger questions, I think, about kind of what the, like what kind of buying can you get from Rubio in this kind of situation, considering what he kind of stated he wants last year. I also just don't know if they actually could have gotten the kind of point guard that nope. I think they would have liked with the Fulman level. The market does not bear that out as a fact. And you, who we've talked to, I think, doesn't really – I think it's like Caruso got a bunch of money, wasn't really interested in Cleveland. Um, TJ McConnell got a lot of money. Like, yes, Rubio, like, has some injury concerns in the past as well. That's fair. But also, like, last year was contract. Like, you're not tying your – you're not eating up your future cap. I, I kind of get the calculus they made in, in doing this. Yeah, I do too. And for what it's worth, like the full mid level is nine point eight million, correct? Or is it e, somewhere around there? Yeah. Okay, so it's it's like right, it's right, it's roughly that. Yeah. So for the bowl, for the deal, Caruso signed with Chicago. Roughly, he's making nine point two five. Let's just round up to nine point three million annually with the Bulls. And TJ McConnell signed a four year extension worth thirty five point two million to the Pacers. That's eight point eight million annually. If if you just you know do it flat over four years, it could be increasing, decreasing, whatever. Um, I kind of alluded to this on the show before. Chris and I have alluded to this on social before. Like the Cavs have had conversations with a lot of these prominent free agents throughout this process. It's just they will elect to sign with better teams for either less money or they will price out Cleveland because they can get another team to pay them a lot more. Like Doug McDermott got paid handsomely by the Spurs. Like the Cavs couldn't match that. Um, the Bulls have a chance to be a pretty good to very good team in the Eastern Conference next year. So if I was Alex Caruso, I'd rather take that, especially after playing for the Lakers and, you know, playing for a championship caliber team for two years with LeBron. Like I, or three years, I should say, sorry. Um, I'd rather sign with Chicago. Uh, McConnell is probably going to get a lot of burn and a lot of run in Indiana under Rick Carlisle. And also it's something, a situation he's familiar with. And I think the Pacers really wanted to keep him as well because he is very useful to what they're trying to build. But at the same time, like it's, I, I, I point to the JaVale McGee trade a lot last year. That was such a smart trade on the Cavs part where they packaged the non-guaranteed deals of McKinney and Jordan Bell, you know, RIP to the Cleveland dog himself um, to get JaVale McGee and a second round pick for their troubles. And then they took JaVale McGee and flipped him for Isaiah Hartenstein and an additional second round pick. Like the Cavs do make good moves when working the margins like this. I think there is a sense of urgency for sure to try and get a wing. Maybe they guarantee the contracts of Kevin Gale or they use Dean Wade's upside as well and guarantee his contract next year. I think it is guaranteed at this point, but or it's like a Lamar Stevens situation too. Like you could bundle these players together again, maybe include like a second rounder or something to kind of like grease the wheels a little bit on this trade and make something happen. Cause like you have like these fringe rotation guys that probably won't play much, if not at all next year for Cleveland. Like I still firmly believe Calvin Gailey, if they don't make any moves will be the backup five as like the 11th or 12th man for Cleveland next year. Yeah. Um, which, you know, people were super upset when I suggested that idea, but whatever. But, um, I think, I don't know, Prince's injury history scares me. I think he was really good for the Cavs when he was healthy. But we have such a small sample size that I can't take full stock of that either. And I look at, like, the entire length of his NBA career, and it starts to give me pause a little bit. I hope he works out in Minnesota. I hope everything works out great for him. But 
it's just yeah like rubio's injury history is something to consider too but i think i have more faith in him staying healthy in cleveland in limited minutes than a Vitorian prince because the Cavs had to lean on prince a lot more than they will rubio and again, I, I think the Rubio leadership part of it is just something like I think Prince is like a good dude by all accounts. I just think Rubio like might be like take the young guys under my wing. Like look look go go Google like what he did with Anthony Edwards and like tell me that the Cavs don't need that. Or look what he did. They with need Phoenix, that kind of guy. And Phoenix is like oh my yeah. god, we have an mm-hmm. actual point guard on this roster. I'm not saying the Cavs are gonna go trade for Chris Paul the following year, but it looked pretty good with Ricky Rubio starting yes. for them. Yeah, I think like the if you want to like quibble, it's like I I would I I don't I don't want to get into like this too deep. I wonder if the, there wasn't someone that they could have just like tried to throw the full middle lab in, in terms of a wing option. Um, like I, I I cannot believe that like so much of Josh Hart's contract is not guaranteed. Yeah, it's like that kind of blows a, my mind a, in a lot a of ways. It's a goofy deal for sure. Um, but I we thought that about Jetty too. Um. Evan, do you want to do one more question? Do you want to do? Do you have some takes you want to fire off as we kind of get towards the end of our, our stream here? We do have a Jetty question from Nick that we could do, and it kind of end on that. Yeah, let's end on that, but and then I'll have a question right. for you when we're done. Yeah, sounds great. All right, so Nick asks, we're and follow Nick on Twitter at, at Trizwino. T R I Z W E I N O. I believe he's um, always writing great stuff for the sort. So go follow him and great check dude, him out. Nick. Um, where great dude where are you on jetty moving forward is he a rotation player on a planned playoff team so i'm just going to answer this in a very simple way i think it is possible he can be rehabilitated 38 percent on three pointers two years ago like 40 percent on catch and shoot has shown some playmaking was willing to compete at defense last year was just an objectively awful season of basketball was maybe the worst defender on the calf shot under 30 percent from three looked really disengaged got benched I, I, this is a make or break year for him in terms of like what he's in the NBA, I think. Um, and I'll be curious to see like what he looks like coming into the year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's a chance he can still kind of like even it out a little bit, but he's he's got a lot to prove. I think is the is the note here. Yeah, I think Chetty does have a lot to prove. He definitely had the hook pulled on him a little bit heading towards the end of the season last year, where the coaching staff just kind of wanted him to chill out a little bit and not be so to watch of a gunner. Um, if the Cavs are able to encourage and, encourage and incorporate, I almost merge those two words together, to some of the stuff he does in the Turkish play, like I think that's pretty good for him. Um, the Jetty Osman career arc is fascinating for sure, but I think he is going to be a part of Cleveland's rotation, at least to start next season, because they need to re- rehabilitate him as a player, because from what I've gathered, Jetty is just like an asset that does not move the wheels at all in any trade. Like there, there is He has no trade value. He has no trade value. There's really no that. reason... That like there is no reason that a team that like maybe wants to spend money next summer should just eat Jetty Osmond's contract. Like it, it's not like an albatross, but it's not like a good deal. No, like it's, it's not. not like positive value right and now. Remember we talked about that deal and we're like, what is his agent doing? And then here we are now. <laughs> I still, I still kind of don't understand the non guarantee. Like I would love to understand that. Yeah, maybe um, we all can so. see into the future. Who knows? But um. Well, it's interesting that Altman, Altman, by my understanding, was the guy that like often was like communicating with him and visiting him in Turkey. Yeah, he's the one who like that was David like Griffin his... was like one of the international scouts found Jetty and like encouraged yes. Griff to trade back into the second round to take this kid, and it, it worked out. I mean, like honestly, Jetty Osman is a win if you look at where he was picked and considering what the Cavs didn't really give up anything to acquire him. Like it's a win that you developed a rotation quote unquote wing out of that, but. 
I think he's going to be part of the rotation next year because if you look at it, you have Garland, Sexton, Okoro, Mobley, Allen as your five, and then you have Nance, Love for sure, Rubio for sure getting minutes, that's eight. And then I can't reliably say Dylan Windler is going to play, so maybe you have Jetty Osmond as like your ninth man in the rotation, eighth or ninth, depending on Rubio's availability because there is injury concerns with him. And then you like focus on like the Windler and the Calvin Gales and the Lamar. I mean, even Lamar Lamar Stevens could even yeah. bump Jetty in the rotation too, and Jetty could be the tenth well, man for all we know. Well, I think I think the the reality of this is that all these guys should get chances, and yep. I think who looks good in training camp in preseason is going to get the first crack because the Cavs need someone to play minutes on the wing. Um, I don't think they want to play Larry. My I think they might like do some Larry at the three stuff, but I, I don't think that is something they want to do like. So much that he has to play like forty minutes a night just to patch up the rotation. Like I don't think the Cavs want to have to run. But he can't like play. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, yeah. My vibe is that it's gonna be more like matchup dependent uh-huh. than like. So I, Evan, we've done this before, but I just want to just because we're doing this live, maybe people didn't listen to that episode. Can you just give me your ranking on Stevens, Osman, the winner? Who do you have most most faith in making an impact in the NBA next season? Who would you bet? Could will be the the most effective player next season. Said in that order, Stevens, Osman, and Windler. Like Lamar Stevens isn't actively harmful. Jetty Osman, I think, is health wise more reliable than Windler. And if Dylan Windler can stay healthy and the Cavs can give him looks on the perimeter, bump him up a little bit. But the, the, it's a big factor on him staying healthy. Uh, I've talked myself into Jetty being just because he can theoretically shoot. Yeah, I mean Lamar can shoot, but but. But the, but I but my my official reaction is this. Yeah, it's the shrug emoji. Like it's straight up. That's all it is. And like I'm not gonna stress too much over this. This is like end of rotation minutes for the Cavs. Like they have a pretty set rotation at this point. But it but it's but it's also important oh, it because is. like they need absolutely quality is. wing minutes and like shooting. Like if if Dylan Windler could show up and play 18 minutes a game and shoot threes. Yeah. Massive win for the oh, team. Huge. He could do nothing else but like shoot threes well, and that would be oh, helpful. Oh, absolutely. And it's also a win because the 26th overall pick performing like that. Like, I think, I just think watching Kevin Porter Jr. play so well at Houston is going to leave a really sour taste in fans' mouth because either he'd be starting for the Cavs at this point or he would still be the bench wing like that. Like, he, K- KPJ answered so many questions of what this Cavs team needed last year. And it's a shame how things ended, and I think things are going to be better for him in Houston for sure. But um, I mean, I I get we got to see how the hierarchy there because like they drafted Josh Christopher, like there there's some questions for him there too in oh, some ways. Oh, for so, sure. Uh, it's it's complicated. It's, it's always complicated, but I think Jetty will be a part of the rotation next year. Like you said, I think the shooting upside is interesting. But if he performs well in camp, performs well in preseason, it's easier for me to sink my teeth in him saying like, okay. He is the primary backup to Isaac Okoro and possibly play spot minutes of the two and maybe even the four if the Cavs want to go small. So it's not the end of the world. Uh, I would be – I just – I would kind of want to see, like, just for, for fun, like, for, like, one game. I just – just because I'm a masochist sometimes, I would want to see, like, Sexton, Rubio, Osman, Okoro, like, Nance. Just give me some weird small ball. I just there's just like some weird lineups. I don't know what it wouldn't make Sorry, of them, but I'm I want to see them just to see what happens. Time. That's why I'm making that face. That's so Sexton and Rubio is going to be like the duo I think you're playing Rubio with because I think it's just it like makes sense. makes sense in terms of playmaking. Osman is like a th- like that can run some like your three or is a small ball four and play Nance is a small ball five. Yeah, why not? Or put or do like or do Nance and Mobley? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, I just want to. I just Cavs are going to finish sec, dead la- or close to dead last in the East again. Why not do something fun along the way? Well, but it's just like I can talk myself into. 
and the Cavs are going to have to try to do this and see if it works, is, like, Osman as, like, a secondary creator because that's, like, one of the things he should be good at and has always been better at internationally than and not at the NBA. And Rubio around Sexton is, like, defensively, like, eh. Yeah. But, like, offensively, like, kind of makes some sense. Kind of makes some sense. It makes a ton of sense. But do I do – does this – is this likely to work? <laughs> you don't know until you try. I mean, hey, maybe they'll catch some team off guard like they did Miami with the Larry Nance at the three and caught me off guard watching from home. So, um, Evan, let's, uh, let's 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 end here. You have a question for me though, so let's do. Are that. you a candle guy? I I love a nice are candle. You, are you when a bath I get and off body this guy? And, uh, yeah. What's your favorite? What's well, your What's your scent right now? Specifically, I should say my wife is a Bath and Body. I mean, I. I am one to have wallflowers in his apartment. I've been burning gingham during this, and oh god, it smells so good. I was just wondering. I'm gonna ask my wife what our favorite scent is real quick. We had Odot asked us about Ben Simmons, so let's just talk about Ben Simmons and vamp about that for a second. I mean, yeah, if the Cavs can trade for Ben Simmons and tell him he's a three-four instead of a one, why not? Like, I think Ben Simmons really raises the ceiling of this Cavs team really fast and really puts them in that playing conversation slash playoff conversation, but. Uh, the theoretical fit um, with Isaac Okoro, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen is messy, to say the least. And like, I, 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 I think it t- I can talk myself into a talent play. Is the thing. Yeah, you can talk yourself into a talent play, but like Darius Garland is going to be absolutely furious at the spacing around him if like the starting five. If you let's because if it's a Ben Simmons trade, I think you're shooting Colin Sexton at this point. It would be the starting five would then be Sexton, Okoro, Simmons, Mobley, Allen. I know Mobley can theoretically shoot it eventually. I know Okoro is trying to shoot a little bit more from three, but he wasn't. He had pretty much had the same numbers as he did during the regular season last year. And Allen attempted threes, but Ben Simmons is also terrified of it. But hey, maybe he channels the spirit of Tristan Thompson and just becomes a gunner for Cleveland. Who knows? Do you remember? I I love Lee Jenkins and miss him, miss his running a lot. I do too. Um, do you remember the the Tristan Thompson shooting with his other hand story? Oh, I have that SI somewhere in my office right now. It, I have like a stack of all the SIs, and like I have like the one with like uh, where OU, where like they profiled the Ohio football team the year they were ranked, uh, and I have that Tristan Thompson one. I think I have a Kyrie one as well, and then the the title the title commemorative issue. I think I don't have any of that laying around, but yeah, I remember that. I remember that was a huge talking point, especially on NBA Two K about Tristan Thompson switching his shooting hands for the longest time. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's wrap it up there. Um, according to my wife, uh, our current favorite scent is pumpkin apple. Oh, you guys, you guys are starting fall in August. How dare you? September is next week. Look, you can wait. Leanne, Leanne, my my wonderful wife, was like, Chris, pumpkin drinks are at Starbucks because I like the pumpkin cold brew. Uh-huh. It was a nice little. And she, she, I've had a pumpkin like oat creamer in my fridge for like a week. That's fair. Uh I love fall. I'm I love, so over dude, the heat. I'm so over the heat. I'm so over this weather. I went. I can I can I just say when you and I are in in Jacob's. Where I'm manifesting this. When you and I are at Jacob's Pavilion. Skater shirts of the vibe. Lee and I am not talking S H I T. Okay, don't 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 come at me. Um, she thinks she's asking. Well, she thinks she's asking if you're talking. Nah. That. But when you and I are at Phoebe Bridgers, mm-hmm. okay. If it is steamy and muggy, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna be a little annoyed too. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, why am I like? I need it to be cold. I need it to be like a little like moody. I I, I can't have like, it doesn't feel right, no, doesn't. you know. 
But hey, if we have to sweat hey, through it, Leanne, we can check out stop. our friends at Sweatblock. But we should probably wrap it up yeah. here before Chris gets a divorce. Yeah. We will be doing these more often. <laughs> so thank you for everyone who joined. Thank you, everyone, for the questions. We'll be back soon with more Locked On Cavs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Yep. Thanks to Built Bar, Sweatblock, Bet Online, and DirecTV. Look at that. Look at DirecTV coming in. Again, septillion dollar podcast. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you soon. Hit that subscribe button, smash that notification bell, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Peace.